and welcome back to the Trust Your Gut Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Devitt, and with me are my two family co-hosts in the world, Luke Beer and Sterling Carroll. How are we doing, guys? What is going on, dudes? I'm doing amazing. Ready to be here. Sound amazing. I actually have great audio today. Hey. Yeah. Very happy to be here this lovely evening. Sound crisp. I'm excited. Sounding good. Uh, this How, week we're... Uh, how's the week, man, gents? Oh, uh, it's been great. Um, I'm excited. I'm ready to... Uh, it's, it's the best time to be a sports fan. It's, it's October. We have, you know, a little playoff October baseball. We got NBA tip-off, you know, college football and the NFL, fo- NFL football are in the swing of things, and even hockey. I'm not a huge hockey guy, but I know beer you are, so... Hey, if, you, if you like a sport, it's it's going right now, and it's it's a beautiful time to be alive. Absolutely, I'm very excited about the NBA season. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. Um, already off to a hot start. Did you guys see John Morant's uh, play that got taken away? It's unreal on the charge. No, I didn't actually. Give me a play by play. It was an inbound uh, to win the game. He went down, he reversed, reversed hands. He was going with his left, came back with his right, threw it up like Michael Jordan, and it got called back for a charge. It, it, it was brutal. I, it, it was it was unreal to watch. I, I felt I felt bad for him, but it was absolutely a charge. Refs probably got it right, but it was it was tough to see. If it's already that nice, they should just keep it. At that point, yeah. Yeah. You don't see that every day. I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be the theme for the NBA season in my opinion. It's gonna be rolling like that all year. You're probably not wrong. Unfortunate. It's gonna be fun though. It's not a lot of whole storylines going on there that uh, of note yet. You know, we gotta wait till NBA is really kicking off around Christmas. That's when we all, when I really personally, when I embrace it, and I feel like a lot of NBA fans embrace the NBA season is around Christmas time too. So. Oh, absolutely. So I'm. Re- I I, I want to talk more football this week, but of course we'll talk some basketball too. I'm all for it. Uh, before we get in, into any uh, of our Thursday night football preview, uh, we got to uh, we got to get better. It's time to get better. It's a get better Wednesday. Here, trust your gut. And I think personally, I had the most to get better from after Saturday. Um, that was a tough showing, Debbie. I put up a donut. I went 0 4 against the spread in, in NCAA, and I'm not proud of it. Hey, you know what? That's it was bound to happen. I'm surprised it happened this early in the show, but you know what? Hey, I was doing so was bound to happen. I was doing so I'm decent. Glad too. it wasn't me. I was doing so decent. Yeah, you were. I, I was fine. You're doing real good. Yeah, I was. Now I'm three, eight, and one on the year in, in college. Um, that's what happens though when you bet on a lot of those uh, marquee games. You know, I, I I had a strategy going in, didn't work. Uh, I wanted to take a lot of the good quarterbacks that I uh, that I personally love. They let me down. Uh, my takeaways from my fast four, personally, is that I don't know if I, w- I necessarily got things wrong in the Texas game. Uh, 14 was a lot to cover. I understood on the road. But Iowa State hadn't put up points at all. And I didn't think that they could against that Texas defense, but they, they did. And they showed, up. They, they showed up for Texas for whatever reason. Um now my uh, I was I felt probably the best about that one, so that that was probably the one that that hurt me the most. 
I knew t- I knew that Tennessee Bama bet was going to be risky. Love both those squads. I still think it's going to be very interesting come the end of the year. The Vols are the Vols are legit. It's going to be really interesting come the end of the year. I saw a Joel Klatt tweet. It's like a very likely outcome for that SEC. It's like Bama could win the SEC. Georgia could uh, could have one one loss to Bama. And Tennessee could be right there uh, with one loss as well if they lose to Georgia. And, uh, and that division of the SEC to them go to Bama. It's that how the SEC is going to turn out in the rest of the year is going to be very fun to watch and keep an eye on. Um, I'm going to try to stay a little bit away from more SEC football and bet more of my my comfort zone in the in, in the Pac-12. But you know, you live and you learn. Hey, I mean, that's as always. I mean, the national title is going to go through the SEC, um, whether that be we've got two teams in the SEC in the title game or one of them. Uh, one of them's a guarantee. Um, this year, more so than ever, I think we got a lot of title contenders in the SEC. Um, yeah, I mean, I expected Tennessee to at least cover, win outright, and in, in the fashion that they did. I mean, that's going to be an all-time classic right off the bat. Wild. Oh yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. But speaking of the the Pac-12 that you were mentioning, David, how about Utah taking that dub against USC? That Love me wild. some Utah. I Pac-12 knew it. Twelve after dark. Oh yeah, Electric. and I, I knew I should have took them money line when I said it in the pod last week, and I knew it, but I didn't. So if I have a gut feeling, this is why we trust your gut. I'm just gonna go for it. This Friday, this Friday, it's going to be, oh yeah, it's going to be great. I'm excited to see what we, uh, what we have in our fast forwards next week, uh, for this week's slate of games. We've got another a decent slate. That college football has been pumping out a lot of really good ranked versus ranked matchups. Um, I'm excited for what we have this week too. So it's going to be fun. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting. Um, I mean, for me, last weekend, I went, I was average all weekend. I was two and two in both college and NFL. So, I mean, we're still, uh, what am I, six, five, and one in the NFL, but now I'm easily four, seven, and one in the college slate. Um, college is just as unpredictable as I always thought it was. And that, or I'm just really bad at it. Um, NFL, the Colts came through. Um, I would also like to point out, I said I was either going to look like a dumbass or a genius with Pittsburgh. They not only covered ten, they won outright. Um, yeah, bravo, bravo on that pick. That was really impressive. Um, I'll give yeah, you your kudos. Ball, I mean, Notre Dame, man. Those I had those assholes at minus sixteen and a half, and they lost outright at home. Yeah, that was that was State. a bad showing. I mean, one definite takeaway from this weekend: um, Clemson's a wagon. Three and a half was. You're now on. The, you're now on. That's what you needed. Was that was that week? Yes. To ride with DJ and the week. boys. And then Notre Dame is too volatile to even touch ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, Oak State was able to cover in overtime. That game was messy at the end. Um, they should have won, but they blew it. Um, but yeah, my takeaway. And then for the NFL, um, Packers were minus seven at home. They got blown out by the Jets. Packers are dead. That's my takeaway. That's a very um, also the brands are dead because um, they were both favorites and got blown out. So I wanted to talk about that game real quick. Do 
those are my takeaways from my sleep. Hold up, before you before you mention it, David. Of course. I should have I should have tailed you. Mm-hmm. I should have said mm-hmm. Belichick can't bet against him. Once yep. again, I, was, I literally I and, just ate my own words on that. Yep, and I'm eating my own words now. I did say you're gonna regret not betting on the Browns, and horrible take, horrible yep. take. I mean, you both, Sterling. We're both on that side of the train this week. That's what I wanted. I, I don't have a lot of gloating to do this week, but that was one I did feel really good about. I'm not gonna lie. I was listening back to uh, to us talk about it, and that. And how strong of a stance you had with the Browns. Um, initially, I wanted to take the Browns too, but then I remembered I can't do that with Belichick. I, I, Belichick is a wagon. I can't. I can't fade Belichick. New rule of thumb: just can't do can't it. Can't do it. It's it's on the list, it, and I can't. I just can't do it anymore. And I'm glad I went with the Patriots. Oh yeah, it it almost seems like we can't fade Bailey Zappi now. No, absolutely not. You can. Dude, you can. I was telling you. Uh, I said it after they blew out the Lions and that performance last week. Zappy is a dog. He's nice, dude. I I I like I Bailey Zappy. I really do like Bailey Zappy. However, the throws that he, he's making aren't impressive. He's throwing to a lot of wide open guys. I I think a lot of people on that offense are really just stepping up and making it kind of easy on him. They're scheming a lot of guys open. The coaching staff's doing a great job. Uh, I haven't seen any throws from Bailey Zappi personally that's like, wow, this guy's just as good, if not better, than Mac Jones. Like every throw he's made, I feel like Mac can do just the same. Um, I really hope that people don't run with a quarterback controversy in New England because I don't, I really don't think there is one. But I just hey. think he looks very comfortable. He looks very comfortable in the pocket he does. and the way the way he moves around, avoids the pressure, um, makes those easy throws look easy. Um, it he just looks like he's doing everything right and everything he can do right now, which makes me feel like I can't really be on his bad side. But we'll see to, how the next matchups point, come. To your point, he is doing a lot more than a lot of the NFL quarterbacks right now. He is making easy throws look easy. Um, and you can't say that for every quarterback in the league right now. A lot of quarterbacks, <clears throat> Russell Wilson, are making easy throws just look way harder than they need to be. Uh, I feel like a lot just of quarterbacks a real shot have on Russell the reads this year. Yeah, a lot of quarter- it's not just Russ though. That's just the prime example. I feel like a lot of quarterbacks this year have been a little bit late and haven't been uh, haven't been making those easy easy throws. Like there hasn't been as much offense. That's like, hey, this is our go to third and three. You know, we need a quick little arrow. Be open. Be open, have your one yard of separation and make the completion and continue to drive. There just hasn't been a lot of that this year. I think that's why we've seen a lot of um, scoring and fantasy and, and overall scoring just down. Uh, defenses, uh, defenses across the NFL have been playing really well, and there hasn't been a lot of play that's just making easy throws easy and continuing to drive. All, all drives, all scoring drives this year, there hasn't been those explosive 60-yard uh, touchdown passes that we've seen like last year from like Cincinnati Bengals, for example. They're, it's just not the same. Um, all, all, a lot of scoring drives have been 12, 13-plus play drives, and you're really having to work for it. Um, if you're a fan of defense, it's, it's good to watch. Um, unders have been a wagon. It's just kind of how it is so far in the NFL. And I'm, I'm not opposed, but it'd be, it'd be nice to see a lot more easy throws look easy in the NFL. 
Oh yeah. I mean, I agree. It's uh, with Zappy. I mean, I th- I'm thinking, yeah, dude's a seventh rounder out of Western Kentucky, and I'm thinking in any other scheme, offensively, he would not be succeeding the way he is. Um, he's just. He's pretty much, in my eyes, the definition of a system quarterback. He's fitting in perfectly with how New England wants to push the ball down the field. Um, and, yeah, he's making easy plays, easy throws look easy. And that's why he looks so good because he's immediately fitting into the offense that Belichick has. Um, and, you know, Mac Jones kind of struggled with it initially. But, I mean, it kind of has on and off. I think Zappi's adjusting to this better and doing better in this scheme. Um, not to say that he's the better quarterback, but I'm just thinking – as of right now, he's looking better in this system and in the way that, uh, like I said, like Belichick wants to get the ball down the field. Zappy can do that better than Mac can, as far as I've seen, at least this season. That's fair. He, he does deserve praise. And if there's a quarterback controversy, that just that's just to show how well he has played this year. He is uh, he's done he's done well for them. And he deserves to have his name in the ring. I just don't think it's as controversial as it, a lot of people are making it out to be. I would agree. Well, I I feel like that uh, that was a good, you know, it's a good way for us to get better. I feel like we came to a lot of conclusions. We have our takeaways from this year, uh, from this weekend, and I think I'm ready to move on to some Thursday night football previews. You guys right? Let's dive head first, man. I'm excited. We actually have a decent Thursday night game for once, and it's not great, but it's better than what we've been getting. Absolutely. Uh, we have the Arizona Cardinals versus New Orleans this week. Um, I am very excited. That obviously, the headline is DeAndre Hopkins making his debut this year. Um, I'm ready to put a player prop on, on him immediately. I really am. I think it's a little low right now. 61 and a half is not, an, is not enough for D-Hop. Um, I think he's a stud. I think he's going to come back a little, maybe even a little little more muscular than he was um, earlier because of those PEDs, but who knows? Uh, I'm, I'm ready for C- – uh, the, the Cardinals have been starving for his presence this entire year. Uh, Kyler said in the media, this year has been harder – this harder year in his career since his rookie year. He needs that, that blanket – that guy that he can just rely on to throw to D-Hop, that guy that you can have 10 targets a week and have, and eventually when Marquise Brown is healthy again, have Marquise Brown be the guy to take the top off the defense and you can throw to six times a week for 80 yards. Um, I'm excited for the Arizona Cardinals. I think they have a good um, a good matchup this week and I think they'll actually get it done at home, which they never do. Yeah, Arizona is going to, play pretty well um tomorrow and my only question mark with d hop is will he have somewhat of a slow start and his matchup his matchup against marshawn Lattimore is something to see it's must watch tv and um yeah i'm excited for that matchup especially, but I do feel like a lot of the touches could go towards possibly Rondale. As Marquise is out, he's going to have, he's going to need some backup there. Kyler's going to need a backup receiver to throw to. And Zach Ertz is 
he doesn't have the greatest matchup this week as New Orleans is fourth amongst tight ends this year. So look out for Rondale. We have you. Are you there? Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. You're all good. But yeah, look out for Rondale this week or tomorrow. Um, But yeah, D-Hop should have a good game. Yeah, I I don't know if you said this already, Sterling. Did you say you're excited to see Marshawn Lattimore's matchup tomorrow? Yes, I did. Um, I will add that the Saints have officially declared him out for tomorrow's game. Cool. Saints are banged there up. As of, yeah, the Saints are coming in with a banged up roster. Um, as somebody who's been stashing D-Hop on their bench since week one, um, I'm very excited to see what this man can do tomorrow. Um... Did that cut out? Uh, a little bit, but uh, just give it a little repeat and you should be fine. Oh, jeez, yeah. I guess uh, Sterling and I are having technical difficulties on our end right now. Um, something about Wednesdays. But... Yeah, something about them. Wednesday for... It's all good. We roll with the punches. This is weird. Um, But yeah, D-Hop... Is going to go off. I've been stashing him for a long time. I'm thinking he's going to do good stuff tomorrow. Saints are coming and banged up, and I think this line is a little, uh, again, overreaction of the public um, since C- uh, AZ lost last week in a just overall really bad game against the Seahawks. Uh, and um, The Saints played well against the Bengals. The Saints ended up getting a close game against Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, either way you slice it, yeah, the Cardinals have not been that good at home, but now you're getting D-Hop back in the mix. The only thing that concerns me is the Cardinals' O-line a little bit, um, but if you get the problems with the O-line out of the way and hopefully Kyler's able to scramble a little better than he has been, um, I really like the Cardinals in this spot tomorrow. Did you say you uh, you really like Kylo this week? Yes, I do really like Kylo this week. I do too. Uh, I think Kyler does have a chip on his shoulder. I think he, uh, he's going to come out a little bit more aggressive than he has been uh, in recent weeks. Um, and having that uh, security blanket in D-Hop, I feel like is just going to have that ease of him to you know scramble a little bit and try to make a, a lot more out of nothing that he's had before um like, like we said i think the saints are uh, uh, saints are banged up and it's not a, a favorable matchup for them on the road uh saints on the road this year have been uh underperforming um kind of egregiously uh it hasn't been great uh i believe they're in three on the road oh and two um and I don't know if that changes uh, in uh, in Phoenix tomorrow. I uh, the Cardinals have a good uh, a good matchup. Um, I don't see Chris Olave carrying that offense uh, to scoring a lot of points. Um, Andy Dalton didn't impress me at all 
much last week. Uh, I just I just don't see it. I think uh, Kyler has a good week. Uh, they bounce back a bit and put the San Francisco 49ers on notice in their division uh, in prime time. Uh, I'm ready for uh, I'm ready for the Cardinals to actually look like a force again. Yeah, I believe they they went out right tomorrow um, based off of the matchup alone. And I want to play devil's advocate here and say Olave does have a decent game because he still has the production from Andy Dalton or whether it's Taysom Hill tomorrow, we really don't know uh, who's playing quarterback. But I think he's able to to put up some numbers. And I'm not being biased because he's on my fantasy team. I just really do think he's going to be the man. They don't have many weapons out there in New Orleans right now as everybody's banged up. When New Orleans needs offense in a pinch, Taysom Hill has been the answer for the last few years. Uh, I, I do think yeah. Taysom Hill has a decent, a decent game. Um, not, uh, nothing on... Uh, Arizona's defense has impressed me all that much. Uh, they're not great against the run. They're not great against the pass. Uh, I think Kamara has a great game. But I I don't see a whole lot of points because you can fo- focus a lot more of your attention on Kamara. Um, I think it's a semi-low-scoring affair, but with a good D-hop game and a decent Alvin Kamara game, uh, in my opinion. Um, and I just don't think that the Saints are healthy enough to compete with a pretty good Arizona squad when when they have D-Hop back. Yeah, and that, that over-under there is sitting at 43.5, which kind of looks kind of looks low, but at the same time, who knows how many points are really going to be scored in this one. The under is so, five and one with Arizona so far this year. I'm assuming that has a little bit to play into it being a little bit lower than it should. Um, I I would have thought of this game being around 45, but since the under has been so dominant with Arizona, I can I can see why it's a little lower than, than normal. That's a good piece to add to five and one on the under for Arizona. Oof. I almost just want to stay away from that from that side of the over under just for that reason. Yeah, it's 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 scary. I don't know how how much the offense changes with the hop back. Um I still think he has a good game, but I don't know if it's going to affect the total points as much. Um I think Arizona is going to be able to distribute the ball a little bit easier. Um, who's actually uh, who's actually the active uh, running back for them this week? Is it still just Eno or is James Conner back? He, James Conner is still questionable. Okay, um, but I would assume that it's going to be a lot of Eno either way. Yeah, and if uh, Conner gets any time, I'm going to assume he's going to be like a goal goal line back. Um, just Makes sense. I mean, Eno's fast, but Conner's a tank. So if he's questionable, he'll probably be at a snap count and. He'll probably just be like goal line if they're like the two or the one, and they just need to punch it in. Mm-hmm. My my initial parlay that I that I put together just uh, looking at props and lines that I kind of liked. I I did take Cardinals minus two and a half. Um, I don't like the history of the Cardinals being so bad at home this year, but I do think that the offense will settle down once Kingsbury and Kyler have that weapon on offense. Uh, people forget that D Hop 
has been a top 10 receiver for the last 10 years. Uh, and I, I don't think that changes this year. Uh, he's, he's, he's great. Uh, I don't think I, uh, I can praise him enough. Uh, and we have so far on this podcast. So I think he's a very calming force uh, for Kyler. Um, Kyler plays with a chip. I like under uh, the under personally at 43 and a half. But if we don't like it as a whole, it doesn't need to be in our collective parlay. Um, I do like Kamara over 63 and a half rushing. Um, he's been playing a lot better uh, these last uh, last few weeks. Uh, I think that line is a little bit low. Uh, but I understand because he is such a threat on the receiving end. But I don't. Uh, these last few weeks, hasn't that hasn't affected him at all. He's had, I believe, over 40 yards receiving in both of the last two weeks and has gone over that 60-yard uh, uh, mark. So uh, I think Kamara is a pretty safe bet uh, rushing-wise, and D-Hop receiving-wise I think is also pretty safe. 61.5 is a little low for him. Yeah, Kamara could definitely have a game. Um, it does suck for me this week. I hate to keep bringing fantasy in the mix, but whenever <laughs> I whenever I think about these over-unders or these uh, fantasy players, I – tend to root against the ones I'm going for. And Alvin Kamara just so happens to be, I'm going against him in three leagues this week. I am kind of praying on his man. downfall. <laughs> yeah. We'll yeah, it's hard to bet on a guy out. that you're playing against in fantasy. But, I mean, the last two weeks, rushing, he went for 103 and 99. So, uh, he didn't play the week before against Minnesota. That was that early, early game that he got scratched. Um, and receiving-wise, he had 91 yards two weeks ago and 25 last week. So I think he, I don't think his rushing yards gets affected that much. Um, I, I still see him going over 60, uh, 63 and a half. I think it's pretty safe. He may not get in the end zone. Uh, the Saints may weigh a dud, but I still think he gets over those uh, that rushing line. Beer, what do you yeah, think? I'd agree. It's uh, I I don't hate Camara there. Um, the only thing that scares me is the duality and the uh, basically Swiss Army knife that is Taysom Hill. Um, that's why I, I don't mean, like the dude, anytime touchdown prop. They um, they have the head coach of New Orleans uh, said in a press conference today that they're going to announce the starting quarterback at uh, game time. So it's. It's kind of a, for lack of a better term, a shit show down there in New Orleans as far as I'm concerned, even after coming out against potentially huge win or almost pulling off a huge win against Cincinnati. Um, I like two and a half with the cards, um, especially after them only losing by a field goal to Philly at home uh, just two weeks ago. Um, I think there's a – the Cardinals are on the verge of getting it at home, and especially with the addition of D-Hop, like you said. I'm like I said, I'm big on D Hop. I've been stashing him for a little over a month now, um, mm-hmm. ready for him to blow up. So I agree. I like his over on receiving yards. Um, I believe his anytime touchdown for him. I kind of like um, for D uh, for D Hop. Um, any uh, his odds from what I've read. Uh, I forget what I read earlier. Are the highest they've been um, since he's been on the Cardinals this week. Yeah, they're they're really um, high. It's a good value, and especially with me um, having him as my wide receiver one this week, I'm really hoping he pops off because I've been able to go four and two without him on fantasy in our league, and I'm really hoping that it, the addition of him will only 
propel me farther into the win column. Um, but yeah, D Hop anytime. I kind of like. I don't hate it. Taysom Hill might. Taysom Hill might not be worth. Uh, might be worth a look too. Um, his rushing yards, I think, are at thirty-one and a half. Not the worst, but that's kind of high. So it's kind of who you like on it, that one. It's so um, hard to bet on Taysom Hill. Rondale Moore's forty-seven and a half, and he's definitely going to be wide receiver two this week. Um, and they're going to have to. It might. I might be just kind of speaking out of my ass here, but I'm thinking with um, Lattimore out, they're going to be really heavy on trying to guard D-Hop and potentially a lot of double teams maybe, depending on how good their other cornerbacks are. I don't even know who they are, um, but depending on how good they are, it might be worth looking at Rondale's over at 47.5 just because he's going to be benefiting a lot from Hollywood being out. and D-Hop, this being his first game, I bet New Orleans has been playing on him for a while coming back. Personally, I just so. I, I don't like betting on Rondell. Uh, I look at I look at this week a lot like how I looked at last week. I thought Jamar was going to have a great game. I think T. Higgins kind of took a back seat because he was a little bit banged up. Uh, but I think it's, it's a very similar uh, situation with Arizona. Uh, I think D-Hop does, ha- uh, does have – a very favorable matchup, even if he is double teamed. So, so is Jamar. Jamar was getting shadowed quite a bit and was still able to put up what 150 yards. You have, you have him on your fantasy team, don't you? Yeah, he he had an amazing game. He ate. He had a great game. Uh, I I don't I don't no see complaints. how I don't see how D Hop doesn't go over 61 and a half. I really don't. No, I agree. I no, I'm totally with you on the over on his receiving yards. I just think that Kyler being Kyler. Um, might be worth looking other places at different receivers as well. Because I also kind of, I initially, off the top of my head, I always love looking at Zach Ertz. I think he's a great, uh, he's kind of a sleeper tight end in the league. Right. Um, but his is at 46 and a half, too high in my opinion. Yeah, Especially that's, with his that's really high. Inconsistent production level, it's too high. That's really but high. I, I love what he does, Um, but I just. Ertz's numbers aren't the same when D-Hop is in the lineup. They're they're not. Nope. He, uh, he Earth no longer becomes a security blanket. It becomes D Hop, even if he is double co- double covered. Kyler will find a way to get it to his favorite guys. Yeah, and I mean, with yeah, with Zach Ertz too. Um, like I said earlier, New Orleans plays very good defense against tight ends, um, and it it's just not in Zach Ertz's favor this week, especially having D Hop back. I if there's any time. I'm taking an under. It would, it would be here with Zach Ertz. I don't hate that. That's fair. I really don't. Uh, I don't love having, having those unders in in a parlay, but uh, it's definitely something to look at. Uh, he's he is traditionally not as productive when D Hop is in the lineup, so I don't I don't hate that at all. Nothing, nothing for sure. Just something to think about. Aside from that under, do you have any uh, specific player props that you like, Sterling? I do. I really like Rondale um, at his at his line. Me personally, I'm going to just tease it under and take his 40-plus uh, alternate. And that's sitting at minus 188. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all over... Bondale this week, and I'm I'm really hoping he has a good 
showing. I don't hate that either. Sometimes it is hard to throw those. I don't hate it either, but it is hard to take those those back uh, those second guys those second guys in a parlay. Yeah, I agree. It's tough. I don't like adding unders really anybody's yardages, um, just because it's. I don't like preying on these dudes' downfalls, um, and it's just you know you're gonna feel. Personally, I would feel better about missing an over than I would blowing through an under because. It's just a di- I don't know why, but for me it's a different feeling. So I'm never going to take an under on a yardage prop. Um, totally agree. Usually, but I don't with what you and Sterling said about Ertz. I don't hate taking him at under 47 and a half this week, especially with D Hop coming back in the mix. And then of course, like Sterling said, um, the Saints apparently I don't know this for sure, but uh, have a really good defense against tight ends. So I don't hate it, especially at 47 because he's been under that a few times. I think. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think any of us like Ertz this week. It's just funny to think about. Yeah, we got too many. No, we got too I'm many totally good staying away from Zacherts this week. Yeah, and not only that, but even with Marquise Brown, who had a lot of target share when he was in, Rondale still had very, very decent target share as well. I mean, last week he was sitting at uh, ten targets. And he caught six of those. The yardage was just over at uh, 49. But he's, the targets are there, and that's what's more important, especially in these situations that he's he has the potential to get the ball. Totally fair. Um, I'm ready to put together our um, update in a, in a Phoenix game. Uh, Suns came back and won by two. Awesome. Wow. NBA tip-off, baby. We love to see that. Suns were down 20 in the third quarter. Uh, God bless Phoenix. God bless Monty Williams. Uh, the boys are back. The boys are rolling 1-0. and They figured they figured it out, which is they amazing. Figured it out. Did Luca end with like 40? 35-9-6. and six. Oh, my, oh my God. God. That Luke is, Luke is a, a wagon. monster. Luke is a wagon. Dog. It's, it's not fair. He's so good. No. Um, and then one thing I wanted to throw in for Ertz, um, for his receiving prop, um, he has cleared that in four of his last five. Which is startling. He had 70 yards last week. All right, let's I, I leave know. Ertz alone. I know, I know. I, know. With a pole. I can't, I can't touch it. I, I can't. It's just how nope. traditionally he's he's terrible once D Hop's back in the lineup because he's not he's not the guy that D Hop is in trouble. Oh shoot! I need to uh, pick up a first down. I can't scramble for it. Yeah. So who's downfield? Zacherts. But that's not going to be the case this week. It can't. Uh, it's not. It's not the case. It's a different offense now. Yep. Um, I'd rather stay away from Zacherts if he goes. If he has fucking. 10 catches for, you know, 100 yards and two tutties, good for him. I, I, I just can't – I can't bet on him this week. I really can't. Nope. Agreed. Yeah, I can't touch hurts. I, I'm ready to personally to, uh, to put together a little squad ride if you're ready. Let's lock it up. I think we, are, we all can collectively 
say that we're on Cardinals minus two and a half? Yes. Cool. I'm scared taking the two and a half, but let's ride. I'm with it. Cardinals two and a half. Uh, beer. What's your favorite? Uh, what's your favorite line that you want to put in this? Oh, you had to have me do it first. Um, I can go first. I can put my favorite in there if you want. Uh, yeah, you guys go first because I need to base mine off what you guys are not doing because <laughs> I can't figure it out. I think I'm going to be the person to put the Saints side of the uh, the offense in our parlay. I think we need to take Kamara over Suzy three and a half rushing. Um, I think that's. That's a little bit too low considering how well he's played the last two weeks. Uh, he looks healthy now. Uh, he's a wagon. Uh, I'm, I'm fine taking him 63.5 against a not great Cardinals defense. I hate to admit it, but yeah, you're probably right. It's a good bet. Sorry, good Sterling. Bet. I know. It's okay. If, if he's the one player that goes off on my opposing fantasy teams, so be it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can do about it. It's a good bet. Um, for me personally this week, I'm like I've said this whole entire podcast so far, Rondell Moore. Give me uh, 47.5 over. Oh, Lock man. that shit in. Don't love it, but okay. All right. Beer, what do you like? How do you feel about that beer? Um... I don't. I personally don't like it because of um, Hopkins. But yeah, I uh, somebody had to do it. Uh, D hop over Beautiful. for this one. I agree with that. Um, I do love that. I was gonna be honest, David. If you took D hops over, I was gonna throw in D hop anytime as my pick, just because I love D hop this week. Um, but yeah, D hop over sixty one and a half, no brainer. I need my boy to perform for fantasy. I need him for him to perform for Phoenix. Let's see the birds have a night. Go Birds. Yeah, I feel bad for the Saints. I don't think they're going to have that 5-0 and against all the Bird teams this year. Nope, I don't think so either. No one's ever done it. I don't think the Saints are going to be the team to do it. No, it's not going to be New Orleans, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> tell you that much. So all right, that I'm... A I'm beautiful. Plus 1726. Whew. Wow. I'm fine with it. For it's risk free. I'm cool with it. It's risk free. All right. That's, that's I don't love the Rondell Moore, and I'll give you crap about it on Friday if it doesn't hit Sterling. But let's go Rondell. Let's go Rondell. I'm with it. Hey, go, go Cards. Rondell, baby, come on. Let's see the birds do some. Let's see the birds shit on these fools. Rondell, bro. Real. Uh, lastly, for today. I would like to talk a little bit about about the NBA tip off since you know. Baloncesto! I'm so pumped. Basketball's back. <laughs> oh, I'm, yeah, I'm really excited. Hey, you know what? Let me let me start us off hot, okay? So we had my Celtics last night or yesterday. They played this amazing game. Great basketball to watch. Sixers or frauds. I hit a five leg parlay. All Celtics bet. Hmm. So, I'm hoping I can keep that consistency this this season as NBA is so unpredictable. But I I just know my team, and I took a risk by taking a new new guy to the team, Malcolm Brogdon from the Pacers. Sorry, beer. 
Sorry, not sorry. Brogdon's a stud. That was the that was that was one of the best pickups so far in the NBA offseason, in my opinion. I think that was that was a huge signing. And it was for free. Dude, you're forgetting you're forgetting the man, Blake Griffin. Oh Jesus. Lana Rhodes' baby (laughs) daddy, bro. Lana Rhodes' baby daddy. Was uh, one of the legs in your parlay uh, over 10 feet, Marcus Smart sliding on the ground when getting crossed by James Harden? Dude, they need to make that a leg because I totally <laughs> would have done it. Dude, he got that crossed. I, dude, Marcus Smart is one guy I would hate to play against. If my team is going up, he's like a Pat Bev. Not as intense, but... He's a Pat Bev or a Draymond. Yeah, you just don't want to play against him. But, like, if he's, he's on, your team, on your team, but never yeah. want to play against. Exactly. As a Warriors fan, I do love Draymond. I really do. Of course you do. Of course. I, I mean, Draymond. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, everyone <laughs> in the league does. Except the Warriors fans. Fan, I hate him. A little controversy, oh, and Draymond. I want a Warriors fan. I want a Warriors fan to answer this. Do mm-hmm. you think Draymond Green gets traded? No. And, Okay, well, that takes away from my second question. Yeah, sorry. No, Draymond's not getting traded. Dray- uh, Draymond's uh, on the team until the, uh, the Warriors have to uh, think about exercising the option next year. Um, if he were to get traded, which I highly doubt it's this year for how, I think, complete their roster is, uh, their roster is better than it was last year. Uh, Wiseman actually looks productive and healthy, which is huge. He's the he's the perfect um Accent on the bench uh, for a backup center. He's awesome. Uh, Wiseman's good. Wiseman's great. Moody's like great. Uh, Jordan Poole looks awesome. It's continuing where he was in the playoffs. Uh, Should have won uh, most improved player last year. Uh, for whatever reason, they give it to John Morant, who was in the MVP race. Um, oh, I, I like the, I like the Warriors squad. Oh, and the most underrated signing in the, in the entire NBA. Uh, we signed Dante Divincenzo. That's a huge signing for us. Divincenzo is good. He's a stud. Like he's such a good shooter. The, the, the Warriors have a great bench. I think they're the deepest team in the league. Uh, they, they have, uh, and they have their core back. Clay's going to be healthier this year, which even helps them. They're going to be fighting for a one seed, and I can see them making another deep playoff run. Um, hey, but guess what, Drew? The rest of the league. Guess what, man? What, you guys man? don't have Grant, Grant Williams. The future of the league does run through Grant Williams. The the future of the league does run through Grant Williams. LeBron said so himself. Yeah, that's Batman. (laughs) (laughs) Ugh, Grant Williams. I am excited for uh, for what Boston uh, looks like this year. I think the uh, the biggest question mark going into the year uh, is going to be the Minnesota Timberwolves and how they look, um, especially against. The majority, of, uh, the majority of the top teams in the league, uh, pick and roll. Um, I Rudy Gobert gets eaten on the pick and roll, and if if it comes to that, uh, the Warriors are a huge contender. And if they have to play them, I it's it's over. It's barbecue chicken. Uh, it's, I, I hate Rudy Gobert. I, I it's barbecue chicken. I've watched too much of his playoff basketball for me to like Rudy Gobert and respect. Uh, the Timberwolves, uh, but I am excited for Cat because he'll get to be able to shoot a lot more this year, and it'll be fun to watch him. If I have to say Rudy Gobert in this pod at all, I'm going to say it how Flight says it. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Dude, what the hell? He's horrible. I, I, I am. Rudy Gobert. 
Ru- Rudy Gobert may be my least favorite player in the NBA. Like, I just don't I, like watching him. He irritates me so damn bad. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, if, he, if gave, Min- he gave the entire league COVID. <laughs> if Minnesota really thinks that he's their answer, uh, uh, good for them. But I think they have a very solid regular season. They'll be they'll be right there around a four seed in the West. But the problem with Rudy Gobert is that his his inability to perform in the playoffs. And when people start attacking him on the pick and roll, he can't he can't defend on the perimeter. He's a great. He's the best. He's the best. Uh, rim protector in the league and no one can take that away from him he's awesome he's in the defensive player of the year race every every year but i i just don't see how that's going to work in minnesota come playoff time um it will be very interesting to see how that if that implodes early on or if that happens at the end of the year i just don't see it working but it'll be very fun to watch it'll be it'll be entertaining yeah. makes west interesting i think there's two teams that are a must must watch the season and it's the Pelicans and the Cavs. Yes. 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 I love them both. They I both love, look amazing. I love the Pelicans especially. Uh, they're going to be they're going to be so good. They're going to be so I, I, uh, I know it's not as simple as having a good roster and then adding Zion, but it really is. They they're legit, dude. They they yeah. CJ McCollum, Zion, BI. They're they're so BI's they're awesome. B.I. is going to have a fucking year. He looks He's like have a year, year, bro. He looks like that dude from regular show. It's awesome. That does throw. He looks oh, homeless. God. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm ready for a Brandon Ingram to have a year. He looks like a hobo. That's how you know he's going to he's gonna play his ass off. As he should. I think uh, we'll have uh, – I'm not opposed uh, come preposterous picks and play time on Friday to have a little NBA action. Uh, but I, I need to give it a few more days uh, before I start looking at my favorite double-double parlays and the double-double plus win outcome um, plays that they have on their, on FanDuel. Hey, I'll tell you what. Um, tonight, uh, the Joker and Denver double-double money line was minus 200. Did not hit. Um, the Nuggets lost by 20 yep. to the Jazz. To the Utah Jazz. Um, Word. Don't want to. This is a opening night. Don't want to overreact. Um, the Nuggets are scaring the shit out of me. Um, it's, it's the, the first Pelicans, game. like you said, are good. They blew out the Nets at home tonight. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's the first game. Give it, give it, a, give it a few weeks. Uh, Denver will be good as always. Um, it, that'll be a fun, uh, fun thing to watch in Denver with uh, Jamal Murray being healthy and. Um, yeah, they'll they'll come around. It's just you know opening up like that to a already kind of shitty jazz roster. Yeah, um, it's not how you want to start your season, but it's a tough scene. And yeah. um, one thing, one more thing, I will add about the NBA slate. Um, as a Pacers fan, I'm probably one of only like eight people in the world that actually know about this. <laughs> um, so Miles Turner, my boy, uh, sprained his ankle in pregame warmups and missed the game tonight. Oh Jesus! Um, in pure Indiana Pacers fashion, um. Terry Halliburton had 28 points. Um, Halliburton is that dude. I love Tyrese Halliburton. I'm so glad we got him for Sabonis. Got him for um, nothing. Uh, Sabonis I know, we was, got him for nothing, yeah. and Indiana's going to be building their team around this guy, and I'm really excited for where he's going to take Indiana in the next few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Benedict Mothrin. He's the rookie. Who? Um, Benedict nah, he's, Mothrin. 
He's, he's nice. The fourth, okay. He's fourth. He's fourth odds-on favorite for rookie of the year. Love it. Um, he had twenty points tonight off the bench for Indiana. Um, and is on pace to be a starter already. Um, I mean, I know Indiana's kind of in a rebuild spot. Yep. Um, but Benedict, um, might be cooking up some eggs down there in Indy. It's uh, it's looking to be. It's looking to get interesting down there in Indy, even though it's a tank here because they're trying to get that six, Victor. seven, eight. Lemon Yama. Yeah, dude, that guy's a monster. Yeah, Lemon Yama is unbelievable. But yeah, oh, um, definitely keep an eye out for that rookie uh, in Indiana. He's already making a pretty big wave on opening night, and um, he's, I believe, right now plus 600 to win rookie of the year, uh, tied for third best odds. So, Where's Jordan Ivey on those odds? Because I think he's going to win it. He's plus five. Yeah, and then Jordan the Ivey's favorite is Paolo at 170. Paolo, uh, Paolo had a really good stat line today. I'm not surprised. Paolo did great tonight. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. But they're, the rookies are showing – the high-prospect rookies are showing out well on opening night, and I'm really excited to see where these young guys lead a bunch of these teams this season. It's a fun time for the NBA. The old guard is still performing at an extremely high rate, and a lot, of, a lot of young guys are exciting in this league, and it'll be fun. Hell yeah! Hey, I just want to—I just want to laugh at the Lakers real quick. <laughs> yeah, me too, dude. Because they suck. <laughs> Fuck they the picked Lakers. up right where they left off, dude. They didn't skip a beat. Anthony, they are so Anthony Davis bad. still looks lazy. LeBron still looks incredible in year twenty. Yeah, I don't want to talk about Russ. It's remarkable how they have so many superstars, but these guys are players that need to be on. Teams where they are the lone like star. They are the they worst bench. They have, they may have the worst bench in the league. That's their downfall. It's awful. LeBron LeBron needs to be like LeBron is the only one capable out of those three that I think can really like outperform the rest of the team even without like the help of like a superstar starting lineup. Westbrook, we saw him at his best and his most dominant when he was in Oklahoma City and was just Russell Westbrook. Um. And Re- he's fallen off in a way that I can't believe. Um, dude has just not played well for a while, and I don't know what they're going to do with him. I know there was talks about saving him until after Thanksgiving to look at possibly getting a trade and see if they could figure out team chemistry by then. But I feel like you wait till end of November, start of December, just to start shopping around. That's a dangerous time to try and be uh, recovering a season. Yeah, you didn't have Russ back in. No, no, it wasn't bad. He had a nice jam. Dude, put Russ back in Washington. He no. played all right there. No. Yeah. Dude, you got Porzingis. They're rebuilding. They don't want to give up anything for Russ. That's, that's no. Yeah, but you're not going to give up much. You're not going to give up much at all. Uh, I feel like the Lakers, with... the Lakers want a, a good amount for Russ. You're still going to, they need, they need picks and they need bench uh, help. And well, they know he's a Hall of Famer. Of course they're going to ask for a bunch. They're going to ask for a bunch. I, I don't see Washington making a push for him. Um, I don't know if anybody wants wants him right now, uh, and it's not the time to sell him. But I think they're going to wait until it's uh, absolute. It couldn't be more of like a shit show down there in L.A., and they're like just looking to get rid of him because – yeah, people are gonna definitely. People are not gonna pay the asking price that the Lakers are gonna ask for Westbrook, and that's just gonna be the name of the game with that. And it's really fun to watch because I hate the Los Angeles Lakers, and it's laughable sure how bad they are. Not a Lakers fan hates the Lakers. They're yeah, Lakers? I am. I hate them. 
with a passion. They deserve it. They deserve uh, Russ and uh, Russ and the Lakers deserve each other. They can be eliminated in in January, and we'll all be laughing. It'll be fun. It's like poetic justice kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, that's all I got for this uh, for today. Um, and we'll be back on Friday for fast forward, looking for for me a bounce back in college and continue to be average in the NFL. Um, you guys are doing that much better than I am in the college front. Not not too bad if I stay average again. I'm not gonna be mad. Yeah, honestly, I don't think I'm doing that well. I'm just staying average. But you know what? I was the villain last week. Who knows if I can be the villain again? Probably not as intense, but Friday is going to be a great, great episode. It's a lot of tasty NFL games, college games. I'm, I'm bouncing back on Friday. Stoked. I'm bouncing back. I'm about to have the best betting week, the best week against the spread that any man has ever seen. I'm that confident in myself. Damn. I like it. Yeah. I have a All lot right. of, um, yeah, I hope there's a lot of, fantasy talks on friday because there's a lot happening with injuries um just be on the lookout for that that should uh about do it thank you boys for joining me um hopefully our squad ride cashes and we can see you guys at the window uh tomorrow um hell yeah appreciate you guys uh and we'll see you on friday as always, gentlemen, it is my complete and absolute pleasure to have this conversation with you twice a week. Absolutely. Let's have a damn game tomorrow. Let's have a Thursday Let's have night. Let's have a day. Tomorrow. Just a Thursday night. Let's have a Thursday night. A singular Thursday night. I will figure it out. Yeah.